All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of the CP Life of Des. And as always, I'm super, super duper excited to be here with you guys today. But I'm even more excited because I have someone that is very near and dear to me. My first cousin, Michael. So go ahead and introduce yourself. All right. Well, my name is uh, Michael Robinson, and me and Destiny, we've been through everything together. All, both our parents are brother and sister, so yeah. we didn't see seen each other from highs, lows, peaks, and valleys. And it's good to be at a, a point in time to where you know we can talk about you know share experience share our shared experiences of things that we've been through and hopes that it'll reach somebody to help them Same. with what they're currently going through yeah. you know what i mean yeah i definitely hear you because nobody know you like family <laughs> and nobody love you like your family that's true too <laughs> all right guys um so you know i always gotta start with a story and this story is gonna lead us into our topic so we want to talk about the power of the mind, how mental health is wealth, right? Um, and lately when I started this podcast, I definitely touched on how this would be therapeutic for me. Um, but one thing I didn't talk about is me going to therapy and having my own therapist. Um, and, you know, when you get a therapist, you have you go through the clinical intake and you uh, meet with the clinical psychologist. And she was, I was telling her like what I was going through and what I hope to accomplish. And she was like, um, why haven't you been doing this? Like, if this is something that has always been a reoccurring theme in your life, why haven't you been sought, count, sought out counsel, counsel? And I was like, I didn't know this was a thing. I didn't know that people did this. Like, I didn't know like, we were talking today, like, some people, oh, I'm having a hard time, I'm going to go see a therapist. But in my community, in my household, that wasn't taught to me. So I kind of, and Michael brought this topic up, and we're definitely going to talk about the power of the mind. And when it comes to mental health, I want to talk about what is mental health to you and why is it important? I feel like... Mental health is the essence of our being, right? Because we use our, you know, people say, use your head or don't lose your head. And Mm -hmm. we use our mind to think and what we think becomes our actions. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? So if your head is kind of in disarray, it's no telling what you would do in that head space. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? But... On the other side of the token, if when you're in a positive headspace, you feel on top of the world, you're more focused, you're getting stuff done, and um, yeah, you're conquering yeah. goals and everything everything else. So we, we don't realize how powerful our mind is and how you, by just the power of thought in itself, you can manifest Whatever. anything you want to accomplish. But at the same token, if you focus on the negative in your life, you can also manifest, manifest that, that as well. You know what I mean? In that, and right? be living in that and soaking in that, that. I think of mental health. Mental health to me, like you said, um, if you are in whatever you think is what you'll become. 
right? Nice. So when I think of mental health, I think of it's a way of coping with life on life terms, mm-hmm. right? And it has to do with someone's well-being emotionally, physically. I think mental health encompasses a lot of things and it's just not your head spin. Mental health is important because it affects our lives and like the way we speak, the way we act, the way we feel. And that's basically what you were saying. Like if my headspace is cloudy, my judgment is cloudy. So if I'm confronted with a situation and I'm already in this horrible space mentally, my actions can be horrible. My actions would match what I'm thinking, right? Your inside sometimes manifests outwards. And I think that's why it's important to make sure that whatever we have going on inside it's nothing but love and greatness and we're we're at our best if that makes sense it make a lot of sense mental health is mental mental health is making sure that all parts of your being are at their best exactly mind body and soul because mm-hmm. at the end of the day that trinity right there it uh it's so important it really is and mm-hmm. you can't have they all they all work in sync, mm-hmm. and when you have all those in line with each other, you know what I mean. You feel you feel at your best, like. Mm-hmm. And when you talk about that trinity, what do you mean? Like the way you act, speak, and feel, like having those all aligned. Mm-hmm. And just those three: mind, body, and soul, or mm-hmm. spirit, whatever you want to say. Like, if you take care of your your mind and your body, like. Your your soul is gonna flourish because you're mm-hmm. gonna feel like your best self, and you're gonna attract all that good towards you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? All that good that you put out is gonna definitely come. It's back It's gonna to come you. back. Yeah, yeah. Um, so when we think about mental health, we talk how I mentioned earlier that how um, the clinical intake lady, how she was asking like, why didn't I seek out help before? Um, and I think that goes back to my community. So I guess my question is. Why do you think mental health isn't talked about in black communities? Like, I don't think in our family we ever talked about going to therapy, have, (laughs) right? So why do you think it isn't talked about in black communities? I feel like there's definitely a negative stigma in our community when in terms of mental health. Because instead of seeking therapy like other races do, we tend to suppress. Mm -hmm. Or even worse, we self-medicate, right? Right. We have people who's going through or who have been through a lot in their lifetime or experienced trauma and their way of dealing with that or coping with that past trauma, alcohol, mm-hmm. drugs, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Or yeah. any other vices, yeah. you know, instead of getting to the root of the problem. Mm-hmm. And like you said, our in our family, I feel like people talk amongst each other mm-hmm. you know what i mean our aunties have a hotline there's <laughs> 10 of them on one I'm line right. three-way three talking about something i never heard of anybody just seeking counsel mm-hmm. or if we do seek counsel it's within the church but mm-hmm. it's not where okay you know i haven't heard of anybody just going to see oh, let me go see my psychologist or my therapist. Because it's like, right. what? You crazy? Like, right. It's <laughs> that, oh, you crazy? What you got going on? Like, yeah. So I think with me as a black woman, um, I think it has a sense of like we're strong, right? We're strong enough to conquer anything. We're strong enough to get through anything. Um, 
and we're supposed to be strong and having going seeking counsel outside of your family or outside of the church sometimes can be seen as weak in my opinion I don't know that's just my opinion um and we yeah we weren't taught to see out seek outside help like you know it's that stigma of whatever happens in the house stays in this house and that can be toxic in itself because we don't know what's going on in that house or what's going on in your mind so I think for me it has to do with one we are taught to be strong two we are not taught to seek outside help outside of this house whatever is done in this house stays in this house kind of mentality and also yeah I think that's why it isn't talked about in the black community or publicized because again she asked me that why and I was just like no one told me this was an option yeah Sometimes we just don't know that it's an option. And I'm here to say it's an option. Get out there. Seek help. Whatever you need, seek it. Because it, it will come to you. For real. Because I can't say bottling stuff in isn't good as well. Mm-hmm. Like, even if you don't talk to a therapist, it's good to have an outlet such as writing there or talking go. to somebody. Because if, you, if you're holding so much in, you're eventually going to explode. And it, it will become a problem. Mm-hmm. You know, that's bigger, to, that may be bigger than you. Yeah. All right. And yeah, we're not taught to seek outside counsel, right? In the in our community or in our whatever. Um. So my next question is, when it comes to society, when it comes to people outside, do you think there we, as a society, look down on people who have mental illnesses or people who seek therapy or I definitely feel that way I feel like even if we don't look down on them per se we pity them Mm -hmm. not realizing that it's a range of things that can be considered as a mental disability and depression and anxiety is one of them because Mm -hmm. if you don't handle that it can boil into to something way bigger than just that you know what Mm -hmm. I mean if you keep wallowing in your sorrow, it's no telling where that will lead. Yeah. And I definitely agree. We definitely look down on people. I think that also with the homeless community, right? We mm-hmm. think, oh, they're homeless because they're lazy. But there's a lot of vets out there who are homeless. Yeah. And it's because they're not stable enough in some instances, in some moments, to handle, to deal with life on life terms. They, You know, they were in war. They've seen a lot of things. They may have killed people. PTSD is, you know, it's real. And I think when it comes to the homeless community, I think if we lead with compassion and we think about that maybe someone has this issue, that's why they are where they are today. And then you also talked about how, um, I don't know if you want to touch this here, but how, um, how we use stuff to cope. Right, how we use drugs to cope and how that could lead to something else. Because in that moment, like, we start using something as fun, but if I'm feeling sad or feeling depressed, I'll pick it up again. And then once I'm done with that or I'm, after that high comes down, my problem is still here. So, like, self medicating. Exactly. Like, that. like me, I started out smoking weed, you know, for fun. Just shits and giggles, literally. <laughs> you first started smoking everything yeah. funny, you know. You, I was young. Teen, mm-hmm. Teenage activities, but then it got to a point where 
I didn't realize that it was kind of like a dependency. Mm. And I wouldn't say uh, in a form of like an addiction, but when I was going through something or I was going feeling some type of way, I would try to smoke to suppress or I guess like get past that emotion, not realizing that, that whatever problem that I'm faced with, once I smoke weed and this high come down, this problem is still right here with me. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The high is only temporary. So it's like you have to conquer your problems head on. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. The power of recognizing that this problem is in this moment, but this problem is not forever. And I think that's a big thing with our youth, too. It's like sometimes for myself, I cannot sometimes see past my situation. But it's also power in recognizing that this situation is only temporary. Because yeah. in a week from now, I'm not going to remember this situation. I'm going to look back and laugh at this situation. But in the present moment, this situation is so huge. It's too much to bear. Yes. Almost. It yeah. doesn't feel like it. And I always hear, you know, people say the quote, like, if it's not going to matter in five years, then don't spend five minutes stressing on it. There and that know. is very true. I needed that. It's very true. Yeah, because I'm an overthinker. I would think all day. Me too. On the same thing. And someone would be like, you still, I'm still worried about it, yes. Yeah. I think it's also just learning how to, how to like you, you said, overthinking. And um, just learning how to let go of shit. Like, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? We all go through stuff. We get mad at something. We get upset. We get frustrated. We're human. But after you sort out your your emotions or your feelings or even express how you feel to whoever just let it go you know what i mean because if you if you keep holding on to that the anger the the bitterness and all that it's going to succumb you mm. in a way yeah. you know what i mean and um yeah i feel like it's easy it's definitely easier said than done for sure but if you make a conscious effort to work on it Stuff is just going to breeze off you. You know what I mean? You learn not to just trip off little stuff. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, it's... You say how something is... all Don't sweat the small stuff, right? Yeah, basically. You Being, can't. Yeah. Sorry. Being intentional about play, where you place your thoughts is also healthy. But it's also hard. <laughs> um, and speaking of mental health, like, what do you think being mentally healthy even looks like i feel like being mentally healthy is ability to feel and express positive Mm -hmm. or negative emotions without breaking down or lashing out on people Mm -hmm. because we're adults right Mm -hmm. and even in a work setting you can't just you know i like to go off on somebody who pissed me off (laughs) but you can't you can't do that you have to communicate effectively Mm -hmm. how you're feeling i feel like you also um, being mentally healthy is forming and maintaining, you know, relationships with other people. Sure. Because if you're just cutting people off, every, and especially in this day and age, people are so quick to cut people off. Mm-hmm. But if you're secluded, that's not going to help you either. Like, solitude is good, but us as a people, and I don't mean just black people, us as humans, we were made to connect. be alone. We were put on this earth to connect and form bonds and have relationships with other people mm-hmm. also just self-control mm-hmm. having good sleeping and eating habits like mm-hmm. all those play a role into being 
mentally healthy. Like I said, your mind, body, and spirit, like, they all flow in, in sync, and they all intertwine into one. So you can't, you have to take care of all areas because mm-hmm. eventually if you lack in one area, it's going to show in the other. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, If you're lacking and taking care of your body, and I don't mean just working out what, what you're putting into your body, you're going to feel, you're going to feel like shit you're gonna feel that yeah, yeah. you're gonna feel it and your your mental state will be sluggish if you just constantly eating fast food etc like so yeah and when i think of being mentally healthy like i think of does it even have a look like could we even put like a picture like this person is mentally healthy i don't think we can do that because it's inside and i think for me in my own life for me it looks like being confident and being able to weather anything that's thrown at me. Being able to handle life's stressors when I think of that. And like you said, being able to express my emotions in a healthy way. Like not always flashing on people and not being temperamental. And being able to meet people where they are. Right? Me being strong enough to say, okay, I know this person is not ready to have this conversation. But that's okay. We'll have it in the future. So I think being able to meet people where they are, for me personally, is being mentally strong, mentally healthy. And like you said, being able to maintain and foster good relationships, cultivating positive positivity in all your friendships and all with your family, with your friends, with your partners, that that holds weight in being mentally healthy. And... Yeah, and I think of mentally health, mental health not being like a feeling, or not being a look, but being a feeling. Yeah. Feeling very, a lot of, I don't know, I think of energy flowing through me. Positive, positivity coming through me and flowing out of me. I think it's a cycle, like being mental, mentally healthy, like you said, it all of our three, our body, our mind, and our spirit being intertwined. And that just... A positive loop around me. I don't know. I can't explain it. I can't get it yeah, out. I but I get that. It's like do. a feeling. It's it's powerful to be in a great space mentally. You do because when you are, even if it's for a moment, you f- you feel at your zenith, right? You feel like your best self. Mm-hmm. But then, if you if you're putting yourself in situations, or you're around people who deplete that positive energy that you feel you you feel low and people don't realize like how powerful energy is and Mm -hmm. i'm not talking about in a mystic uh crystal ball type of way i mean like if somebody is constantly negative or mad and you're up in it you're always bubbly in a good mood eventually some of that is going to rub off onto you you know what i mean if you constantly looking forward to what's next in the best and you throwing ideas out there and you're dreaming big you know what i mean you could be around somebody who just is always in a negative mind space and they will suck it out of you you're like you know you Mm -hmm. might be around somebody and you you telling them about your next life venture Mm -hmm. and they telling you every reason why why you you shouldn't or why it's not gonna work but Mm -hmm. they not even taking a chance on their own life so that's what i mean like 
it, it would deplete your, your energy. So you have to, sur- I, I think it all comes down to surrounding yourself with positive, like-minded individuals and also being aware that um, it's okay to outgrow people. You know what I mean? You don't have to hold, just because somebody was around you and that would, you know, you had a relationship with somebody you might be in two different spaces at this time. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to necessarily cut them off, but to protect where you are in this time and space, it's okay to separate yourself to protect that energy and protect that mental space so you can do what you have to do to better yourself and get yourself mm-hmm. to the next step. You know what I mean? Because if somebody is not, if they're not on the level that you on. They just gonna you just gonna stoop down to theirs. Right, period. yeah. You can definitely get sucked in. I think of how you're saying just because you've known somebody forever, time does not depict or matter about the quality of that relationship. If that person is not sir, I always say this, if somebody's not pouring into my life, you don't need to be here. I've been on this harmonic journey. I told you I was on the phone the other day and I was telling you how the 25th year of somebody's life is supposed to be the most, the where they feel the most harmony. And I think in some way I've been nesting myself. I've been, I've been cleansing myself from all past experiences, past traumas, past beliefs. And I think that's a form of mental health. It is. Cleaning, cleaning, clean your house. Start with the basement and move up. Man. Move up to your mind. And Get the baseboards and the blinds too. Clean because you, if you don't cleanse that, and that means you're holding on to it. Mm-hmm. And in some form, in some way, it's going to slowly drag you down or it may affect mm-hmm. a relationship. Mm-hmm. We're, talk, we're talking about relationships. You might have, might have had a bad relationship in the past. If you don't clean, if you don't clean, cleanse that, it's gonna show up. Yeah, it's gonna show up in your, and you will drag all that into your next Excellent. relationship, and you will be pinning all that to somebody who don't even deserve that. They mm-hmm. might be the right person for you, but you're constantly putting, you're constantly bringing the past into your present. Yeah. So it's good to kind of sweep that shit out and, for you know, sure. keep moving forward. Yeah, right. Forgiveness is not about the other person; it's about yourself. Exactly. Yeah, for sure, and not being. Yeah, I love this. Thank you for having. Thank you for coming well, today. So good. <laughs> um, how we said about it's what you put into your body. You mentioned that earlier. Do you think that mental health has something to do with the things you eat? Does the things you consume, the things you put in your body, does that affect your mental health? Most definitely. You, you I feel like as a society, like people are now starting to get aware of how much what we eat and the foods that we eat and the stuff that we put into our body have an overall effect on our health mm-hmm. and our, our mind. You know what I mean? How they say you are what you eat. Mm-hmm. If you're constantly eating fast food, all the just processed, uh, just all that bad stuff, Salt, you know what you, sorry, all that, <laughs> it's going to, it's going to affect you and it's going to, kind of cloud your mental space you know what i mean whereas when you're eating you notice when you eat healthy even if it's only temporary you have more energy Mm -hmm. you feel like your your cognitive function is much better and 
Yeah. You so like food equals energy. Like for example, how they say breakfast is the most important meal of the day. Mm -hmm. So if you're eating Doritos first thing in the morning versus an oatmeal and banana, like what is that energy going to give you to sustain you through the rest of the day? It's the same as the stuff you consume, whether on social media or mm -hmm. the music that you listen to. Mm -hmm. And even the podcast that you listen to, like the spiritual food that you consume, it can affect your overall yeah. mental being. And we don't we don't take that into consideration. So it's just I think it all comes down to just being aware. You know what I mean? Having uh the conscience that everything you do, everything that you do, um, has an effect. Right? It has the an effect. effect. Exactly. Yeah. It has an, it has an effect. Yeah. And I think for me, I think food definitely affects your mental. I think, I know, I know, um, for a while I was a pescatarian and I was reading all these documentaries and watching all these documentaries and reading all these articles about like how, when we eat chicken and they're killed in an inhumane way or eat a cow and all that stuff is going into us. And I think about all these angry frequencies. When that cow was dying, I, I eat meat today, I eat chicken, y'all. But <laughs> when that cow or when that pig or when that chicken was killed, they were in distress. So you see a lot of people around us in distress. So I was like, wow, is that true? But I definitely think that what we put into our body either raises or lowers our frequencies. And our ancestors knew that. That's why oh, there's sure. the thing of the comedic diet and stuff like that. And sure. It gets deep when I think and about food. You also have to think this day and age, the stuff that they're putting in food, our meat is genetically modified. <laughs> mm -hmm. They put dyes on meat to make it look more appealing. Mm -hmm. When you see a meat that's super red in the grocery store, they're doing that to appeal to the consumer. Right. I have friends who, they're Filipino, they were like, oh, I don't remember chickens being this big in the Philippines, because mm -hmm. they're not. They're getting injected with steroids so we can have that big chicken wing. So, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And we're eating this stuff with these chemicals and that's processed in this way, and it's no telling. We don't know how it affects our brain. Mm -hmm. And I feel like the generation before us they weren't as conscientious as this generation is now i feel like this generation is definitely more health conscious mm -hmm. you know what i mean as far as what they're eating just taking care of their bodies overall because what we eat play a big part into you know um the diseases that we may face later on in life like For you sure. hear people say oh um high blood pressure yeah i got that from my grandma but your grandma ate greens beans tomatoes and black eyed peas every single day so it's no telling how that affected them as well and what arteries that could have clogged you know what i mean so drinking more water you know people drink a lot of soda not realizing all the sugar that's in there and how that sugar affects you that sugar affects your mental space just as bad sugar as is addictive yeah too. it's bad talk about that so it's just um if it's being just being aware of all things of before you eat, just being just having that mindset of I wonder where this come from. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Where where was this grown? Was it grown or was it in a ground or was it grown in a in a, a factory lab. somewhere, a lab <laughs> right. and mass produced? Yeah. Because it's true. 
They're genetically modifying salmon and everything else. Green just, beans, corn. All that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Crossbreeding vegetables. Mm-hmm. Is is we live in a different a different a new world. Yeah. And I like that you keep saying being aware. I think my whole journey is me being intentional about the people, the places, the things I indulge in. So I love that you keep being aware of what is around you and being aware of your space. I really appreciate that. I feel like I keep saying it too because lately, I feel like this year, I feel like my awareness of self and just my surroundings has been heightened. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Because I'm the type of person I'm always in my head or Mm -hmm. like you said, overthinking. Whereas like, I just had to take a step back and just realize everything that's around me Mm -hmm. because whether you're dwelling on a situation or you're stuck on something that had happened five years ago five years ago this world is ever changing Mm -hmm. and it doesn't stop for nobody and time keeps flowing so it's like you can either get with the times or get stuck in the past Mm -hmm. and i feel yeah it's good to be present. present i seen a quote in this book um by this author Garth Stein, the the book was called Racing in the Rain, and it's basically about a NASCAR driver, and he kind of touched on how when you're driving and um, on the racetrack, you know you have to be focused. You're going over a hundred miles per hour. You could spin out at any time, mm-hmm. and that's life or death. And there was a quote that said, "No memory of things he done just a second before, good or bad, because memory is time folding back on itself." To remember is to get disengaged from the past. And I thought, like, damn, that's deep. Mm-hmm. Because it's good to look back on our memories, you know. You have a lot of precious memories. Mm-hmm. But you can get so caught up in the past that you're not focusing what's right, right. in front of your face. Like, you know what I mean? Or mm-hmm. what's in store for your future. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think it's important to be present in all things that we're doing. I'm loving this. Thank you for being here. No, I need you too. This is free therapy. Right. Free game. Free game. All right. And so, being present in the moment. What do you think about social media in mental health? Because that's our present reality. It's always in our face. I feel like social media play a huge role in um, mental health and just society as of now, now you're starting to see them come out with documentaries and movies based on it, mm-hmm. you know, based on the effects of it, like as far as like bullying and, um, you know, stuff going viral. It's stuff that we really didn't deal with mm-hmm. in our time. Like we had social media, but it was it was small, like MySpace, MySpace. and Twitter. <laughs> Now with Instagram and then you have Snapchat and all these various apps, mm-hmm. it's, it's like it's it's just constant. Like, for example, bullying. Mm-hmm. You know, if somebody was getting bullied back in the day, okay, they got bullied at school, but they were relieved from that when they got out of school mm-hmm. or on the weekends. And they came back and they had to just suck it up and deal with it, fight back, whatever the case may be. But now... Something can happen outside of school, and you go back to school that Monday, and everybody knows because of social media, right? Mm-hmm. I also feel like it's a constant self-comparison. Mm-hmm. Like, women are constantly 
botching their bodies because mm -hmm. they see, you know, I hate to use them as an example, but the Kim Kardashians or various IG models, and you want to, oh, I want a flat stomach like her, or I want to be perked up like her, or I'm trying to have cakes like her, but you don't <laughs> know, shit, she could have went to Belize and got her ass done for the low, and right. you don't even know. You know what I mean? And you dying like to look just like her. So it's like you don't know the behind the scenes of it. I also feel like the overconsumption of social media plays a huge role in today's society as far as like mental health. Because, you know, our community as black, black, brown, urban royalty, that's what I like to call us. Hey, we, we deal with seeing our own get killed on a daily, mm -hmm. whether it's cops or somebody killing each other and somebody filming it and they're just filming it. They're not stepping in to help or none of that. Mm -hmm. And we're, we're seeing it. Also, it's no censorship. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you seeing stuff like that, whether you realize or not, you're internalizing that. Mm -hmm. When you go to sleep, that it's, it's on your psyche, mm -hmm. you know? I feel like it play it plays a it plays a huge role. We didn't have that. It was so much all this stuff, nothing none none of the stuff that's going on in the world is new. But I feel like our exposure to it with social media is it's something it's different. I think I love that you touched on like the killings because I think it desensitizes us to what's going on. Oh, for sure. And I think of propaganda, right? How black people are viewed in the in the media already. When you see a black person getting killed, you like, oh, but they a gangster, they a rapper, they a thug. But no, that's somebody's son, that's somebody's father, that's 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 a brother, a cousin. Yeah, we love our cousins, man, you know, right? That's all we hang with is cousins. So I think for sure, with the killings, it desensitizes even us. We we are desensitized because we see it on such a daily basis. I see somebody that's get sad. killed and scroll right past it, not realizing that's somebody's son that's that was taken away from them. It's different from. Okay, you think about rest in peace Trayvon mm -hmm. and how I look at him and I got siblings, brothers, Cousin. sisters, cousins. And when I think of Trayvon, that could be my little cousin or mm -hmm. that could be me. And just the stir that that, that that caused in our society at the time. And then for the person to kill him, get acquitted of his murder because that was a murder. And not only that, to just kind of parade and kind of capitalize Sound on that. Stuff, yeah. You know what I mean? And mm -hmm. then we fast forward, it, it has been a million different Trayvons. Um, the Eric Gardners and the same, the same, same kind of out, the outcome. Same and then that kind of desensitize you in the worst way because you're like, oh, well, they're just going to get away with it. But that don't make it right, though. At all. You know, mm -hmm. that don't make it right. And it's just uh, it can get it can get heavy in your spirit, and that's why I feel like when it comes to social media, it's okay to take a break. Sometimes mm -hmm. you gotta log out that account for a month just to regroup. You know what I mean, and come back just, on because it can be it could be it could be a lot. Yeah. And at the same time, you can always control who you follow. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean. Follow a million vacation pages. <laughs> you <laughs> you in know? I'm in Jamaica today. <laughs> yeah. Scroll from Jamaica to Mexico, back right. down to wherever you from. Right. But yeah. we definitely we definitely consume so much. And with social media, I feel like 
we're in an age where the blind is definitely leading the blind. Yeah. You know? Mm. Like, people will post something, and without doing the research of it, they will just take it and run with it. Mm-hmm. And repost, and people are doing stuff for clout. And then before you know it, everybody's believing, or they're hopping on this bandwagon, and it's, it's they're spreading, they're playing into what you said, spreading propaganda. Mm-hmm. And you're doing exactly... What they the want agenda. you, to, yeah, they're you doing exactly the what, what, way, way what you want, well. what they want you to do. But it's like if you put this same energy into yourself, mm-hmm. you can you can get way further. If you put the same energy into a, a to a cause that can help somebody like you, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Somebody that look like you, some helping the future generation mm-hmm. of people who look like you. Pull them up, yeah. It, uh, Man, we can we can get so much further. I don't know if social media is helping us or hindering us. You know what? Um, I, I personally love social media for all its positives because I definitely agree. There's a lot of negatives, but when I think because I'm in the space of being intentional about where I place my energy, I'm able to pull the good out of stuff. And I think. It's so many people who look like us doing so many great things. Exactly. Like you said, you control who you follow. Exactly. So I'm in control of who I follow. I follow self-help pages. I follow therapists. Yeah, my, you know? my, per, my Instagram, per se, fuels my creativity. Mm-hmm. And I also follow black media mm-hmm. sites. You know what I mean? Because like I said, it's with the overconsumption, if you're, on, you're following the news... You know, you're going to always get told this, that, and a third about yourself. Mm-hmm. But you know what I mean? It's people out there that's getting down to it, and they're spreading the information. You know, they're shedding light on stuff that we were overlooked or the good that's happening in communities that's similar to yours. Mm-hmm. And that can inspire you to, hey, it's people like me getting this done or mm-hmm. doing this or on the headed here. Mm-hmm. And you know that that motivation to fuel you to head to the top, right? Yeah. Because if you're if you're just focusing on the bad or this that and the third and who's dripping harder than this, you know what I mean? Mm. I don't, I don't know. I think we as indiv- I okay. I'm gonna circle back around. Um, one, I love the power of the black identity. I love the black girl magic move to movement. The black boy joy like stuff like that i really appreciate in black in the social media because it it's uplifting us and we need that how is desensitizing us there you go i finally got it out i appreciate that aspect and that platform and i also want to touch how you said um who's dripping harder i feel like we as individuals right we have to be mentally strong enough to not compare ourselves to anybody to not because for one, for me, I always say comparison is a thief of joy. It is. You compare yourself to somebody else's blessing is not your blessing. Exactly. There, God has a different favor on their life than he has on your life. Amen. And I think that is where we have to really, as people, realize that it's Instagram. They got highlights. Everybody posting their highlight reel. No one well, is posting their people, struggle. He's saying people, you don't know. I, I read an article where this guy got in trouble because... He was taking pictures, you know, and all this high-end shit. But coming to find out, he wasn't... He was just basically trying on the clothes or Mm -hmm. taking it back. Mm -hmm. So you're comparing yourself to this person. And you're trying to keep up with the Joneses, per se. 
when this dude is sleeping on an air mattress, he not knocking, to not knocking in that place. nobody Sorry, sleeping on an air mattress. You know right. what I mean? Because I still make a pallet. It's nothing. Right. But I'm just saying, <laughs> you don't know the backstory of, of anybody's life. So it's best to just be in competition with yourself. Because if you're in competition with who you were yesterday, you cannot fail. Because mm-hmm. you're going to constantly Evil. elevate you're going to constantly strive to be better than the man or the woman that you were the day before. Mm-hmm. But I notice this generation is just like tit for tat. Like, mm. okay, this person has this, so let me outdo them with this. Oh, this person mm. posts this car, this charger. So let me let me uh, post myself pulling off in this Hellcat. Mm. And I also feel like in this generation, um, nobody is living it. It's authentic or living in a moment you know you go out you go out somewhere and instead of people enjoying the moment and basking in the moment everybody is pulling a phone out so you're getting different angles for example i done been to a party or been out with people and the next day it's looking like it's cracking you go to everybody who was there instagram or snapchat story and you're getting different angles of the same shit. But then you're like, I was there. It wasn't even cracking like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, this, that shit is real. Yeah. You know? I don't, like, it's just, a, I guess it's just the times that we live in. Yeah, everyone, it's, I think it's a lot it's of. It's a sign of the times. Yeah. Uh, say that again? The, it's a sign of the times. Uh, yeah, I think, yeah. Like the 1987 Prince album. That mm. shit is real. Yeah, I think our time, well, the time we live in. It has a lot of beauty. And I feel like it's a great awakening coming. I said that today. I see, I see a lot of people waking up. But it, yeah. I like that you touched on how we compare. Or how we need to one-up one another. And I think that goes... We got to come together more than anything. I feel like, me personally. Me being the person I am. How I feel about my people. No, we, we definitely... We're stronger together than we, we are apart. apart. Yeah. And... They know that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, you you touched on propaganda. And they do certain stuff to try to hinder us. You know? Color, colorism, mm-hmm. classism. All this stuff still exists. Sure. You know? And people will embrace the next person before they embrace their own. And mm-hmm. I've never been that type of person. Because I've always been for self. You know? FUBU mentality for us, by us, you know? Loving yourself, too. But I think it has to do with, like... Yeah. But loving I, who you are But it comes it come back to our family values, right? Mm-hmm. We come from a very big, strong, loving black family. A family where we was taught to look in the mirror every day and repeat, I am somebody. Confidence. Because... Our big daddy, our grandfather, was telling that to his kids, mm-hmm. which is our great aunties and uncles. So, you know, even when we don't f- feel our best self, we walk with our head held high because that's how we were, that's what we were was raised. instilled yeah. into us. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So even when it don't look like we got it all together, we're 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 carrying a lot of a lot on our shoulders because we got you know, the younger generation or other people that's looking up to us mm-hmm. for that inspiration to keep going. Yeah. And you never know who's, who's watching you from a distance, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So I feel like it's just, it's just, it comes down to, we keep using this word, but awareness. Mm-hmm. Just being awareness of your actions, your thoughts, and just 
just having pure intentions mm-hmm. of what you're what you're doing, whether it's what you're posting on social media or the things that come out your mouth. You may think something, but you don't necessarily have to say it. You know? Right. Because you don't know how the next person may perceive what come out your mouth. Yeah. Like we we cousins, we grew up to with each other, so I know you. I yeah. know when you're mad. I know when you're upset, and vice versa. You know versa. my heart. You know exactly. that no matter what I say in that moment, I think you know my oh, yeah. heart. That's I know you. Part, at right? the end of the day, I know you. <laughs> I know you. you know that and I'm me, coming from love. You know yeah. me, me growing up in the neighborhood. I'm from the crest. Like we grew up sigging, like for That's fun. A, yeah. You know, if you don't know what sigging is. Other um, geographics may say capping, <laughs> roasting, just straight talking Flaming. about somebody. Yeah. But we grew up, we grew up doing that. But mm-hmm. other people, you know, they may be sensitive or they may not take it that way. Even though you're being sarcastic or facetious, they that might make them mad. Like, yeah. oh, you just talked about my mom, and now I'm really, really to hurt you. Yeah. And we ain't no punks. Like, we it, we <laughs> we can go there, but that wasn't my intention. Yeah. So it's just being aware of and who you dealing with. You know, you don't you don't really know somebody head what headspace somebody is in at the moment. You don't know what somebody been through in the past. People have triggers, right? Mm-hmm. I love that. And that comes that down to mental illness. Mm-hmm. People have triggers, and you don't know what may trigger somebody to have them react the way that they do. Mm-hmm. So it's just being intentional. About and what you I put feel, out yeah, there. coming from a place of love, right? I love that you brought up triggers. I appreciate that because someone being negative to me constantly. Because I like to say that I will not bother something like i could see somebody doing it i won't say nothing but then a trigger of mine is that so if you keep doing that and then i explode and everybody's like whoa where'd that come from right we only know five especially because you so you so <laughs> soft-spoken yeah. and easy going when you explode it's like hiroshima and people like damn she crazy where'd that come from <laughs> yeah. but if you come that's anybody fight or flight is real if you're constantly poking and prodding and somebody feels attacked or backed into the corner you don't know what that person has been through and what it will take to make them snap you know Mm -hmm. so the best thing you could do is just me I try to be regardless of how I come at people I try to be encouraging Mm -hmm. you know what I mean and even if it's tough I still try to come at people with love like you know like, I may say something, I may say it in a funny way to a family member, a younger cousin, but I want them to perceive what I'm saying. I'm being real with you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I think, like you said, it's all out of love, and that what I'm doing is out of love, too. Exactly. And I think that's important. And it's also, I feel like, stop, I don't want to say stop being so sensitive because that's disregarding someone's feelings, but if you, my cousin, and I tell you, hey, I don't like how you did that. Don't get mad at me. I'm just being real with you because I want the best for you. Exactly. I think also being open to receiving what somebody is saying is also good. And exactly. As my brother would say, um, everybody's Tosh. Everybody is not going to be ready to receive what you have to say. So you can't force it upon them. All you can do is drop a seed. I you drop a seed too. and you continue on about your day. But know that you did your due justice in bringing somebody up with you. Exactly. And then also just respecting the fact that everybody 
is move. You know, life is a journey, and everybody is moving at their own pace. You know, mm-hmm. some people may get it earlier than others, mm-hmm. and like you said, dropping the seed, you drop that seed. Somebody gonna sprinkle them, and that seed mm-hmm. gonna that seed sprout. gonna sprout. Mm-hmm. It may you try to lace them a game, but that you know you you set that seed, but the game that you may sprinkle on them, it may not take root right mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. but they're on their own journey but then once they sprout and it flourish if this makes sense they gonna think back to oh such and such did try to put me on or they tried to get me to realize this or oh they wasn't being so preachy they just wanted me to understand want the best. you know what i mean but i feel like us especially because we've been through a lot and we come to a point of self reflection and realization we just try to help other people yeah but some people got to learn on their own for sure i think of everybody is in their own movies you ever read the book the four agreements yeah by don miguel ruiz yeah everybody is in their own movies so like you said dropping a seed is helping somebody produce their movie i think of and we i think we all have our own perceptions of where we're going in our life and that's why it's so important to be gentle with people because we don't know. We don't, like I said earlier in my last episode, we only know 5% of somebody what somebody is going through. The other 95% is definitely we don't know. It's un like you know it's unseen. So I think everyone's in their own movies, everyone's moving at their own pace and that's why it's important to be gentle with someone and be loving and to lead with love and to have clear intentions and make sure your intentions are pure. I always say, as long as my intentions are pure, I cannot be upset with how somebody took something. Because I know I am coming from a place of love always. Even when I got a little attitude and I tell you off, I still got so much love for you that if I didn't have love for you, I know me, I'll walk away. I w- I'm not going to listen to nothing nobody's saying. So I think to remember everybody is living in their own movies and it's important to lead with love and have positive and pure intentions. Uh, I don't mean to interrupt, but just it's to good. touch on your uh, your movie analogy, you know, we're talking about Don Miguel Ruiz. I read a lot. I get mm-hmm. it from my mom. Shout out to Rhea. Uh, <laughs> but a book by Robert Beck, or Ooh. formerly known as Iceberg Slim, uh-huh. you know, the book is called Pimp. He has an analogy that he learned from an old con while he was in prison. And, um, he basically says, like, the the old man in prison basically was trying to get him to, in a way, gain self-control. Like, mm-hmm. control, and basically telling him, like, you have that vital edge if you, if you could put an ironclad on your emotions and not be so reactive to things. Mm-hmm. And he was telling him, he, he used the movie screen analogy. That's what you saying that made me bring it up. He mm-hmm. was like... I picture the mind as a movie screen. Now, if you're any old dopey sucker, you're going to play anything on that screen mm-hmm. and let whatever, you know, bad past memories or negative emotions or just let your mind run, just run rampant. And, mm-hmm. But if you if you constantly envision the best for yourself and the best life and picturing yourself on a yacht or, you know, picturing yourself getting that degree and... You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The it's Our a meta yeah. It's a it's a metaphor for basically the thoughts the you the positive thoughts that you put into your life 
it will come to fruition, mm-hmm. not just by thinking, obviously, with dedication and hard work, but on the flip side, if you're constantly thinking negatively, you, you'll be stuck in that rut. Mm-hmm. So like you said, this life, it is our movie. And to go back to the book, he was the movie analogy, how I explained it to him, is where ultimately we're the directors mm-hmm. in this movie. We pick the cast, mm-hmm. <laughs> meaning the people that we want in our life, our friends. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, the where we we're the directors. If we don't like a scene, cut yeah. that shit and, <laughs> and move on to the next. Yeah. You know, it's just being just being a just being aware. And being intentional. Yeah. I, I'm loving the word intentional. It's been my theme song for the last three months. Just being me being intentional about what I'm doing with my life and where I'm going. And because we talked about social media, we didn't talk about ourselves. I want to kind of talk about what is your personal relationship with mental health. I feel like, well, I'll say for me and mental health, um, I feel like it's kind of like a, like a twisted, tangled love affair, <laughs> in a way. Yeah. Because um, it's definitely been a back and forth battle, mm-hmm. like you know, like a bad relationship. Mm-hmm. It's like me knowing what's best for me and what I want for myself, but not realizing me constantly wallowing, like mm-hmm. in my own sorrow, that I was the one bringing myself down Hmm. so to elaborate on that um fresh out of high school you know i graduated and you know when you're young you just have you have your in in your mind you have your life envisioned out Mm -hmm. you don't know your script is already written not to touch back on to the movie analogy but it's real and um when things don't play out how you want it to you know um it can affect you. Like, I didn't realize, like, the power of the mind back then. I wasn't reading stuff like the Seven Hermetic Principles, you know? Mm-hmm, yeah. I wasn't reading The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz. Like, I wasn't up on game on a lot of stuff. To yeah. be honest, we went to church, but I wasn't... I would just go because we went with family. I wasn't really taking in the word. It wasn't to... I actually found a church home of my own and a pastor that I resonated with that was around that around my, my age, I would say, and put the word in a way that I can understand that I start to realize, like, you know what I mean? Um, like, God knows the plans that he has for us, and mm-hmm. it's not to harm us, it's to prosper us and give mm-hmm. us hope in the future. And that's biblical. Like, a life of abundance. Yeah, Jeremiah 29 11. Like, go. shout out to G.O.D. Like, <laughs> it's real. And at that time, I didn't, I didn't know. So me being anxious of the future, you know what I mean? It, gave, it caused me a great deal of anxiety. And with that anxiety, I kind of slipped into a depression. Mm-hmm. And it just made me snap. Mm. Um, it made me snap. And I don't, to this day, I don't know what happened. And I feel like I put it so far behind me that I can't really explain. But what I do know is the medication that they tried to put me on, um, it was a Bilify at the time. I was strong enough 
to know that this isn't for me, mm-hmm. right? You see commercials for medications all the time. And now, you know, at 27 years old, um, working at North Bay Hospital, I see the effects of medication and how this is helping this problem, but it's also, you know, the reaction of it is it's affecting your kidneys. Mm-hmm. And that's just an example. You see commercials for medications all the time, and they're telling you how great it is, but as a warning, this, this, that, and the third. Mm-hmm. And they say it fast enough to where <laughs> it, just, it just fly over your head. Right. You know what I mean? And at that time, I felt, I didn't feel like myself. I felt like, like, like I was just a shell of who I was. Like you was drifting. Yeah. But I knew enough to, I need to flush these meds because mm. it's turning my brain into mush. You mm. know what I mean? Powerful enough. And it, it, it took a minute to get back to where I was. Like, I remember around that time, I would just be just spaced out, you know, mm. like loopy and quiet. But I'm, I thank God for just the strength that he has possessed me with mm-hmm. and the family that he possessed me with because I probably wasn't good company. I just was there. But just being surrounded by love, like, it got me back to this point yeah. to where I am now. And I feel like, like, the greater, like, it was a greater purpose and all that because prior to that, I didn't really go through nothing. Mm-hmm. Not saying that, I mean, everybody goes something in life and the way that it affects them is personal to them to their story mm-hmm. but I feel like years later I look back and I could say maybe I had to go through that to be a testimony for somebody else mm-hmm. you know what I mean or maybe who's to say that wasn't we keep touching back to the bigger plan and how this mm-hmm. shit is all written yeah. and who's to say this wasn't a part of my story to give me, you know what give I mean? Me strength, to give me, me strength grit. of the mind. Because if I went through that and I overcame that on my own and pulled myself and climbed myself up out of that, because like I said, I felt like like a shell, like dead inside. Mm. But I climbed up out of that and I mm-hmm. feel, I feel in this day and age, just can't nobody tell me nothing about me. Mm. Can't nobody make me feel low less about than. anything or less than because mm-hmm. I feel like I've been that literally have been to hell and back and and you don't look like it. Yeah, you would never know. It's <laughs> yeah. it's how you carry it's how you carry yourself and um it's, it's just um the power of the mind is real. I can't I can't stress that enough because had I known then what I knew now, I would have focused every negative thought I have, I would have redirected myself and redirected my mindset. It comes down to just having that that positive mindset, mm-hmm. that mindset to where God is within me. I cannot fail. Mm, you know I what am I mean? Who's I am. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And it's every all this stuff is a test. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I feel like I pass with flying colors. Yeah, for sure. I definitely. I love that you touched on your story, and I really appreciate that. It's all good. Um, that's. But with that, I can't say, too, <laughs> that medication ain't cool. Because I gained so much, excuse my language, I gained so much fucking weight. And that that brought issues on its own. Like, I was always, not even then, still fly. But I, didn't, I was never a big dude. Mm-hmm. So I had challenges of 
going around family and, ooh, shit, you're getting big and this, that, and the third and clothes that you got. You really ain't got money to buy fresh gear, but you outgrowing everything. You know what I mean? And just being headstrong and shaking all that and shaking all that weight, it's like you literally not just shaking the weight. You was shaking the weight of the past and all dealing mm. with all that off you too and emerging a new person. Mm. So everything we go through, I feel like is a testament to our own, our own faith, whatever higher power you believe in. If you keep pushing forward and you persevere through whatever struggles that you're going through at the time, like you said, this is temporary. It's not permanent. This mm. too shall pass. Mm. You're going to look back and be like, damn, like, who would have thought? Like, mm-hmm. in whenever situation you're faced with, you're going to use your past self or what you've been through in the past as an example. Because if I got through this, I know I can get through this. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. And it's just all, it's just a test of strength and a test of your personal character. And I feel like people these days, I don't know, a lot of people like to just play, play victim. Mm. rather than realizing that hey who's to say this isn't this isn't part of your story you know what I mean just suck it up and keep that shit pushing because at the end of the day it's somebody going way, way going worse. through way worse than you, you that's looking at you and like man I can't even fit so I can't even fit your shoes but I, if if I could just trade places with you mm-hmm. you know what I mean like you said we don't know what the other person is is going through we don't we we have no idea. We all got issues that we face day to day on our own. Mm-hmm. Whether it's in our personal circumstances or even in the mind. Like mm-hmm. I hate to keep it's not even I don't even hate it. I don't even like it is what it is. It is it is what it it is what it is. Like the the war within, the word warrior, the the, the major war that we deal with is the war in our mind. You know what I mean? And the battle that we face isn't just it's not just just flesh. It's it's dealing with the the thoughts that that persecute our mind. That angel, you know, you, you watch cartoons when you was a kid, Tom and Jerry and stuff, and they always have the angel on one shoulder and the devil mm-hmm. on the other. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? I feel like that um it represents the 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 good and evil in our life, the good and bad and mm-hmm. the duality of it all. Like like we know what's right and we know ourselves and what we're capable of, but in the back of our mind everybody has fear and insecurity and doubt. Mm-hmm. People who you can never imagine and who walk with their heads held high. You don't know what somebody has been through. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's just everything we go through is a part of our journey because once you overcome that and come out on the other side strong, can't nothing you go through tear you down. Yeah, At the end of the yeah. day, I say all that to say we are our, we can be our own worst enemy mm-hmm. and we don't realize that. And mm-hmm. I feel like in my past about with mental illness, it was self-inflicted. And I didn't realize that mm-hmm. I, I was my own worst enemy. And the only way I can explain it is a poem that I wrote in 2015. 
four years ago. Time fly. Well, three. It's dated 2016. But I remember when I wrote this, I didn't even have a title for it. It's just like, like God put it on my heart or something. Like I literally just jotted it down. It was like two o'clock in the morning, and mm -hmm. I was feeling kind of weary at the time. Mm -hmm. But I I read it now, and I feel like it was kind of like a revelation to. It was kind of like a note to to self, like mm -hmm. in a way, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because when I found the title for it, it just fit perfect because at that time I did feel lost and now I feel found. And once you find yourself, can't nobody tell you about Nothing you. Nothing about yourself. They can't. And the poem is called Lost and Found. And I'm going to read it real quick and it kind of explains all that. And it goes, uh, I've been on a search of self lately, on a quest to find the real me. So I booked a flight to soar deep within in search of the man that everyone else sees. During my layover between self-confidence and self-doubt, I had to pry my own mind open to figure myself out. Figure out all my wrongs and the ways to make them right. Retrieve my lost vision so I could start to dream at night. Figure out how my own intuition became my own enemy only to learn that the person deep within has been the greatest friend to me. And I read it present day, and I be like, damn, like, that shit is deep. And I, I interpret it in many ways every time, mm -hmm. like line by line. Like, it's almost like something overcame me at that time. To know, like, damn, you gonna you gonna need to. This is something that you gonna need to see, or you mm -hmm. gonna need to hear, or maybe somebody else out there Please need do. to hear. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because what I mean about figure out how my own intuition, our own intuition, that's God given. That's the the voice that we have inside. You know what I mean? That drive. And mine at the time was tearing me down. Was telling me that you can't do this, or maybe this ain't gonna work out. You know what I mean? But at one point in time, shit, my mindset was 150. Couldn't nobody tell me, nigga, I'm going to fly this on two feet. <laughs> and I kind of, somewhere along the lines, life kind of drug me down. But like I said, I needed to go through all that to get to this point mm -hmm. so that I can have a story to share with other people. Something so that you can show other people, regardless of what you're going through or how you may be feeling, it's part of it's part of life experience. It's human, like you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. And um, I feel like we kind of, especially us as men in the black community, um, you know, we only got two emotions that we usually deal with, mm -hmm. and that's just lust and anger. Mm -hmm. But we just like everybody else, we feel sad. Mm -hmm. You know, our feelings get get hurt too. Um, we do we dwell on shit, and we also. We deal with grief and everything else, but our way of dealing with stuff, or I can't, I can't really say, or my way of dealing with stuff is just kind of suppressing it and moving forward. And the, I have to add, in the past years, despite everything, I mean, the past years dealing with all the other stuff that I've been through, I've lost family and friends to gun violence mm -hmm. and. That plays a huge role. Like, you don't realize it because you just think like, oh, shit, it's just part of life. Or, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? That shit happened everywhere. But 
that don't make it okay. You know what I mean? That mm-hmm. people just like you and people that you love is getting plucked off the face of the earth. And that played a, that played losing a childhood best friend, that, that played a huge role. Mm-hmm. And, um, and my mental state at that time, because I'm like, okay, I'm living and I'm about to, I'm going about life and, you know, I'm getting to experience this, like, Mm-hmm. Card, you know, getting carded and all that. They didn't even make it to this point, mm-hmm. you know. They barely graduated or, et cetera. Like, mm-hmm. and it's I don't know. It's it's not how it's it's not okay and it's not how it was meant to be. But at the same time, I had to learn gratitude. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's sad, but unfortunately, life does go on and this clock does stop ticking. So you have to do. Keep moving forward and do everything in honor of their memory. Mm-hmm. And they wouldn't want you wallowing in and being sad. They mm-hmm. want you to do it big for them, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what I'm going to do. Yeah. I love that. Lost and Found by Mike. I don't know if you want me to say your whole name. You can say Mike Robinson. <laughs> my Lost whole, and f- my <laughs> whole family been calling him my whole life. I'm not known as Mike. It's... <laughs> One whole word, Michael Robinson. Lost and Found by Michael Robinson. I really appreciate that poem. I'm so happy that you did this. I knew it's power when we connect. Um, my relationship with mental health has been rocky. I feel like it's rocky, it's evolving, it's strengthening, and it's a beautiful journey. Um, yeah. But thank you for sharing, sharing your journey. No problem. I feel like ways we can improve our mental health or just overall well-being is by being mindful you know we mm-hmm. kept using words key words throughout this podcast has been um awareness um intentions intentions intentiveness you mm. know what i mean um being mindful is also being present you know what i mean being con- conscientious of all your actions and your words and etc also praying you know what i mean having faith in the unseen having faith that once you pray about it you can let go and just give it up to god or whatever higher power that you believe in and that it's gonna work out because you can't what one thing i learned you can't pray on something and then (laughs) continue to stress off of what you pray for like God probably looking down like, how I'm supposed to help you if, how I'm supposed to help you if you over there going crazy over something that I told you to put in my hands type mm. of thing. You know and what I you mean? you told me you put it in my hands. <laughs> yeah. So it's just prayer. Um, I know a lot of people, they meditate, you know, especially in this day and age, people are very, um, you know, people are very into fitness and meditation and all that is good for you. Is good for our overall well-being and just your mind. You know what I mean? It literally releases endorphins and feel-good um, feel dopamine in our brain to make us feel better. Mm-hmm. You know, winter blues, um, fall is approaching, and I just have to say winter blues is real. It, it, it's real. So it's good to just, just to stay active. Dedicate 30 minutes every day into working out or writing your thoughts out or just saying positive affirmations that's another thing that have helped me in the past you know what I mean 
and just also excuse my language, not giving a fuck because <laughs> we can spend so much time um, just caring about the opinions of others or how others may see us mm-hmm. or how others might react to um, a decision that we make in our life. But ultimately, this is your life and we only live like can't nobody experience this life but you like um I have to go back to the Don Miguel Ruiz book we talk mm-hmm. about. The book is called The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz for um, those who haven't read it. And uh, it's basically based off four agreements that rule our life. And the first one is being impeccable with your word and how words have power and how basically like the magic of manifestation and speaking positivity. But the downside of that is... Um, Black magic, mm. um, aka gossiping, and how you know what I mean. You putting bad out into the world or speaking ill of somebody, how that may manifest itself too in your the, life. Exactly. The second one, not taking stuff personal, and um, to elaborate on that is that everything you can't take stuff personal. What somebody may say or do, it might. People project their feelings and hurt people, hurt, hurt people. people. So, you know, some something somebody might do might not even have nothing to do with you, per se. It might have everything to do with them. Mm-hmm. And they just need somebody to take it out on. So you can't take stuff personal. The third agreement is not making any assumptions. And that's um, not being so self-centered. Because when you make a, assumptions that every... It's like like making that everything is about you or that, you know what I mean? And the world is so vast and in this big world, we just a small crumb. And I feel like when I look at life in that aspect, it humbles me, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Because we do, um, it's not the downplay. We're all powerful in in this life and we we all are put here to make a, make and to leave an impact and a mark, but you know, in the grand scheme of things, you can't think, woe is me, because, and just assume that everything is about you, because people have their own stuff they're going through, too, you know what I mean, and people, you know, they're just raised different, you can't expect somebody to move how you move, or rock how you rock, or, you know, even treat you how you would treat them, because, that they're not you. They they don't have the same mindset or upbringing or same values. So you can't just assume. And then the fourth one is always just doing your best. You know what I mean? Whether you're despite your circumstances, whether you're doing good or bad, whether you're sick or in good health. If you always put your best foot forward, you can't fail. You can't. You won't have that lingering feeling of guilt or mm-hmm. stress or what if because you know okay I tried my best and I, hey, I can wash my hands clean with the situation I know that I did the best that I could and I'm okay with that right. and um, I bring that book up to say it has it has helped me tremendously and mm. even if I don't reread the book I just repeat the title of the four agreements to it myself to help to me you, move huh? forward and it all comes back and the main thing the main theme of the book is just not caring about people's opinions of you because a lot of people life and the way that they did stuff, you know what I mean? For 
the best way to explain it is somebody getting told, okay, you a thug, or your big brother is this, so you're going to be like this, or your mom is this. <laughs> Uh, so you you gonna grow up to be just like her. If you constantly believing that about yourself, you are gonna grow up and you gonna follow in whoever footsteps, mm-hmm. rather than realizing that this person, you know what I mean. You can't take that what they say personal because that's just their opinion. That's their perspective. That's just their reality. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be yours. You know what I mean? Magnetic to where people feel comfortable to open up to me. We in the middle yeah. of the club. I just, that's just coming. <laughs> we come from a big uh, nurturing family. Yeah. You know what I mean? So. And she just telling me all this stuff. And I say, you know what? We have to be intentional about the things we take in. Will we ingest? Will we consume? Right? And she was just like, Whatever my family did me wrong, they did this to me, they did this, and I was like, "What they did does not dictate where you're going." If that makes mm. sense, what they did to you does not dictate your out- outcome. She was like, "You know, they used me, they did this," and I told her like, "Sometimes people put their fears on us." Like you said, um, we said earlier in the podcast of how someone could you could tell somebody your dreams and they'll shoot you down. That's not. And if you take that fear and run with it, you're going to hit yourself. Ultimately, that's your responsibility because mm-hmm. you you never know. The same dream that you're telling this person, they probably, had. they probably had, and it didn't work out. And they're projecting their failures onto you. Mm-hmm. And it may not be intentional, or it could be. Mm-hmm. But you know what I mean? Ultimately, it's up to you whether you want to pursue that or, or you're, if you're mentally or headstrong to like man i don't care what they say i'm going for this yeah. the, this is my calling this is what i was this put on I earth want. to do you know what i mean this is what set my soul on fire so you can't belittle yourself for the next person because like i said everybody goes through things and sometimes people have it better than others but mm-hmm. even people who are born, born with gold spoons in their mouth they still deal with same problems. They may have it all, but who's to say that they they're receiving attention and the love like we have? We may not have have everything at our feet or everything at our back and call, but one thing we were shown were genuine genuine love. You know, I meet people, and they say all the time, like, "Damn, you always with your cousins or every week? Damn, you really party with your cousins?" I mean, my I thank God for the family that I was born into, mm-hmm. and that regardless. You know what I mean? You guys are my first friends. And unlike friends, if we, we bump heads, we're going to kiss and make up the next day. And it's, and it's nothing, you know? But not everybody has that. And, mm-hmm. you know, I said it to say, people be like, oh, you always kick with your cousins. I got cousins that I grew up with in the same city, and I don't even know like that. And that's, that's unfortunate. But mm-hmm. I say all that to say, like, everybody, you know, um, everybody experience is different it's different you know so you can't you can't you can't take it too personal you know all you can do is keep putting your best foot forward and do the best that you can to be the best that that you can be and i gotta say just keep telling yourself that you can do it keep telling yourself that you was meant for whatever you want in this life because um, those positive affirmations, you know, with repetition, you know, work. it worked. What you say last episode, I was listening, you said something about faking it till you make it. 
the power in faking it to you make yeah. it. I tell myself, some days you're not as confident as others. Like you said earlier, like we come from people who were told, no matter what, you look in that mirror, you say, I am powerful. I am somebody, you know? So I think, yeah, there it's power in that. It's power in affirming that. May I may not have it today, but I always have it. I may not feel like I don't have it today, but I always have it. I always walk yeah. in strength. It I always me, walk in dignity. It makes me think of... Who, like a uh, it's a hood movie from like 1994 <laughs> but it's called Fresh and I love it and it remind me of my um, my partner Jamari rest in peace he got killed the same day Nipsey did this year um, I got him his clothing brand actually tatted on me mm-hmm. it was booming just like our cousin Mondre's bricks mm-hmm. like people know about Harless and Below yeah. you know mm-hmm. but Jamari was very self driven and um it's just crazy um, to think like how his death kind of it kind of coincides with my life in a way because mm. he he got killed at twenty with mm. a baby on the way yeah. and that's similar to my situation. Ooh, yeah. My father mm. had just turned twenty and my mom was twenty when my dad was killed with a baby on the way. So his daughter won't know how great he is mm-hmm. she she will off the stories mm-hmm. you know what I mean but he was very driven and I watched him turn his dreams to reality like literally from scratch mm-hmm. and I was proud of him right literally would go with him to sell hoodies and I remember when he was young and he was telling me when I wasn't feeling like my best self how I should do this that and a third I remember he begged me to design these jeans for him, like literally <laughs> begging to the point where it was irritating like fuck. I'm gonna just do it, and I, I did it. And he was rocking them all the time. Rest in peace. But he reminded me of the character off Fresh because I remember he was talking about um, a Tesla Rosa or some type of foreign car, like and saying I'm gonna have it. And the girl was like, you know, they from they was in Brooklyn, mm-hmm. and she was like, no, you ain't or something like that. And he was a young dope runner, you know, working his way up the chain. And he was like, I'm going to have it. I'm going to have it. I bet you I have it. And you just got have to have that mentality that anything that you want in this life is already within your grasp. You just have to claim it. Mm-hmm. The power of speaking it out. I always say, put a name on it. You want to call it out. Put it out there in the universe. Like, I remember you told me today, he was like, I started, you, I just been writing stuff down. I remember you telling me to write it down. Yes, I'm a big, firm believer. If I want something, I'm going to write it down. And I'm going to claim it. So I think putting a name on it, calling it out, the power of manifestation, anything you want is already written. We have these stories that are already written for us, and we just got to go get it. Our exactly. wildest desires are already designed. And All we a- have to do is put some work in it. Hard work plus dedication, right? For real. And it's a trip when you write it down and write your plans down and then you look back years later and I'm like, damn, I really made this happen. Mm -hmm. I can can scratch this off and Mm -hmm. I I hate to get fake deep, but (laughs) um, the queen, the unicorn queen herself, Erica Badu, tweeted something and she was saying basically, you know, typing it on your phone is only the half. But you have to write stuff down because it's called spelling for a reason, mm. and I, that's some that's some real Erica, <laughs> oh, that's some real Erica Badu girl, shit. I love her. But it's true, it's yeah, true. It's called spelling it's so for true a reason. Because Ooh. when you writing it down, your hands you're actually putting mm. onto paper. Your body 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You're you're etching it on paper, but you're using your willpower, your brain to 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 put it down. You typing it, I mean, that's nothing. But when you put some pen to the paper, put some action behind that, I love that. It's called spelling for a reason. I'm okay. Um, but, high five. Like, <laughs> high five. Thank you so much, Michael. I really appreciate this conversation. Nah, I appreciate it too. Like I said, mm-hmm. this has been free therapy for me. Free I curr- I'm currently a young man right now with limited health insurance. So, <laughs> you know, plus on top of that, um, just in my experiences being young, gifted, and black, um, I feel, I just got to say, I feel like another reason why people don't utilize you know therapy because one not one to be labeled not you know not mm-hmm. one to have something put in their file about them and then also i feel like it's not a lot of people who look like us in the field it's mm. very very limited because you touched on earlier in the episode about you seeing a therapist and you know her giving you some positive feedback like you should have been like coming to talk to me or talking to somebody and letting this out if you've been feeling this way whereas my experience it it was very one-sided and mm-hmm. unrequited like I'm telling her how I feel and she just uh-huh 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 and just writing it down and of course she's somebody who doesn't look like me mm-hmm. she's somebody who um, my experience is different. It's very different from her. She can't. She can't relate because she's a white lady, and she was quick to put a label on me. And we're, we're very. I feel like us as a as a whole, or just me and you in general, we're very intuitive people. Mm-hmm. So you feel when somebody. You feel when a person ain't cool. Like you know mm-hmm. what I mean. I felt like I was getting judged. I felt like I've had better therapy sessions. In a tack out session with my friends, listening to <laughs> right. music, you know what yeah, I mean, and just talking, yeah. letting it out, rather than sitting in a person's face who don't really feel me from beginning, but they billing me for, they're billing me for me expressing, you know, being okay. vulnerable and expressing how I feel. You ain't and feeling where I come yeah, from because you exactly. ain't been where I've been. Period. <laughs> that way, that part. Any hey, any any expression you want to use to end it, but all that for real. I feel that. I feel that. That's why I feel like it's important to have doctors and dentists that look like us. Exactly. The importance of being in those. I encourage the future of our gener the future generations of people of color, like I like I call them urban royalty because that's what we are. We come from kings and queens. Whether it's us as black people, you know, the kings and queens of Africa or Hispanic descent, the mm-hmm. the rulers of the Mayan temples, we are urban royalty. And I just want to encourage the next generation to pursue um, careers in, in health care and you know what I mean? And just everything else that you don't, that you don't see... Place yourself where you feel like you don't see fit or where you usually don't see people like you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because somewhere in the world need to know that it's somebody out there that's just like me that I can confide in. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Or they may look up to you and think that, hey, that can be me. But just because... Um, like you said, you don't know who's watching you from afar. Exactly. So it's important for us to go for those dreams, go for those desires because... 
we have those desires for a reason. And sometimes it could be just to inspire the next person. And you inspiring people. Who's to say that's not what you were put on this earth to do? That's you my know passion. what I mean? That's, that's leaving your mark. That's definitely why I started this podcast. And I thank you for it. I mean... Yeah, I thank you for this episode. I knew it was going to be good and I can feel it. I feel it, y'all. I feel it. <laughs> um, But I did want to just leave some resources, some quick, or I guess ways that I improve my mental health, like by reading, writing. Um, There's this website called... um therapyforblackgirls.com you can one find a therapist find local support groups in your area to for people that you can talk to and um yeah local support groups also they have podcasts one of my favorite podcasts that i listen to every morning on the way to work is soul filling podcast um another one is one of my friends from college her name is jasmine and she has a a, a podcast called out of this universe and i think it's just dope because she's touching on different subjects. I don't know. It's just dope. There's so many dope things out there. Um, the book, like we reading books, the book, like we said, um, Four Agreements. There's a book called In the Meantime by Elinia. I cannot say this lady's name. Um, there's also Seed of a Soul. Um, there's also Positive Affirmations, like you said. Um, there's so many things that you can do to make sure... To ensure that your your the three trinities line up, I love that you call them trinities. Your mind, your body, your soul, and your spirit. Or I said mind, body, and soul. That's soul, it. Spirit, soul, spirit, whatever you want to call it. Um, a book that's helped me. Um, it's actually designed to help you through your journey of finding oneself and the ups and downs. And this is by an author that um I can actually personally call a friend that I grew up with, mm-hmm. same community, same skin tone as me grew up in the same neighborhood and that's looking for by Demarion Gibson and that's collections of poems but the poems are so insightful that um you can't help but to self-reflect mm-hmm. you know what I mean and look within and ultimately I feel like we look everywhere but within ourselves. we look to you know some mm-hmm. people look to people to help them with their problems or to be their savior mm-hmm. or you know what I mean we're gonna have an affirmation from Mike so before I get into the affirmation I just want to read a quick excerpt from my friend Demarion's book because okay. like I said it's it, it really has helped me on my journey of of self and um I feel like somewhere out there somebody really needs to hear this of and so, course, so this poem is called who you are today by demarion gibson when you move on to new things it's common to dwell on to old ways mistakes that were made in the naivety of younger days some will judge your past regardless of what they say all that really matters is who you are today you gotta look forward and i want to leave you with this affirmation for the week into the next secret life of death. <laughs> and that is the master affirmation because you are the master of your fate and the captain of your own soul. And so it goes like this. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I am powerful beyond belief. I have greatness within me. I have destiny ahead of me. I have creativity in my fingertips. I am honorable in a world of dishonor. I have integrity in each word that I speak, and I create value wherever wherever I go. My purpose is bigger than my pain. 
I'm committed in the face of chaos. I'm courageous in the midst of battle. And I'm victorious over the war within. I'm love and I give love. I am a master. Yes. Master affirmation. I love that. My purpose is bigger than my pain. I have destiny of heaven. I'm courageous in the midst of battle. I'm victorious over the war within. I am love and I give love. I appreciate that. Thank you, Mike. It's I'm real. so happy. <laughs> I am too. Hey, yes. Good, for sure. Yes. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you for letting me be a part of this because I just got to applaud you. Like, you don't realize what you're doing is going to help so many people. Mm-hmm. It's not just helping you. You know what I mean? Like I said, we come from a big family. And who's to say, you know, one of our little cousins, mm-hmm. like a lot of, we have a, a lot of mm-hmm. young ladies and they can be tuned in listening. You don't know yeah. who, who your audience is and who you're reaching. And we just want to sow, we want to sow good plants, good seeds. You good know what seeds, I mean? of course. So when they do, uh, during the next season, you know, we know, okay, we took a, we took a part of that. Mm-hmm. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? We helped cultivate that. And I mean, shit, that's what, that's what we put on earth for, to, to help, you know? Mm-hmm. And with that, thank you guys so much for tuning in to today. I, I had a wonderful time. I love recording with other people. Um, so thank you for coming. It's all good. And where can we find you? You want to uh, you plug find, yourself real oh, quick? Yeah. <laughs> you can find me on Instagram at the Game is Slick, T-H-E-G-A-M-E-I-S-T-H-I-C-K. The Game is Thick, y'all. He was dropping a whole bunch of free game today, so tune in. Thank you, guys. Don't forget to submit questions on our Instagram page at The Secret Life of Des. Also on my personal page at Des underscore. And with that, I want to say thank you. Thank you, and God bless. Until next time, peace, love, and so. (laughs) Thank you.